0: following message is presented by first baptist church of morgan city louisiana for more information go to the website www.fbcmc.org now the message given to us father god we thank you so much for your love and your mercy and grace we thank you for these words written by the apostle paul under the inspiration of the holy spirit and we just pray that these words would speak to us today lord God that they would sink deeply in their hearts, that they would become a part of our very being, Lord. And I pray that you would reveal to us, Lord God, what our true hope is truly found in. I just pray for each and every person here, Lord God, whatever struggle they're going through, that they would find hope in you as their provider. But most importantly, Lord God, that they would draw closer to you during this time And they would rest in this hope that is found only in the person of Jesus Christ. And we just ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 1 is very, very important. Like I said, we, we could have just stopped right there and given the invitation. We could have said this is how you're going to go on in your life, filled with obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's only through the Lord Jesus Christ that we have been justified by faith, That word justified, it means that your sins have been forgiven. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you. And the word justified, if you want to remember what it means, it is justified, never sinned. <laughs> you have been declared right with God. Now, it says here in verse 1 uh, that we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to have peace means what? It means that at one time or another, there was a battle going on. It means that you were not at peace. But now through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have this peace. Chapter five, verse 10, the apostle Paul goes as far to say that before we got saved, before we knew the Lord Jesus Christ, we were actually enemies of God. He said we were at enmity with God. But he says here in verse one that now we have this peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And now he goes on to say there's something else that this peace produces. It produces a hope that we can rejoice in. In other words, it should be evident that if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have put your faith, hope, and your trust in him, it should be revealed in your actions and your words and your being. Does the world outside of this congregation, outside of these four walls, know that you have a hope that is inside of you. Point number one, I want to ask this question. Is your hope showing? Does it show that you're a Christian? Does it show that you have hope that at any moment now, Jesus Christ could part the eastern skies, the trumpet of the Lord will sound, and we'll rise to meet him in there? Is that hope in you today? Paul lets the reader understand that what he is writing about here does have prerequisites to it though. To have that hope, you must first be justified. You must be declared righteous. You must be made right with God and that can only be done through the Lord Jesus Christ. Baptism doesn't do it. Church attendance doesn't do it. Being a good person doesn't do it. If any of those things could make you right with God, then Jesus would not have had to go to the cross and die for our sins. But because he shed his blood because he was beaten and tortured and bruised and falsely accused by his stripes, we are healed, we are made right with God. And that should create a hope inside of you that shows to this outside world that, hey, I'm holding on to something that you may not know about. Let me tell you where this hope comes from. This smile that I wear on my face, is it, it isn't there just to make you wonder what I've been up to, <laughs> I'm happy because I know Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. Does your hope show? Also, it says, not only are we justified, but he says, those who are at peace with God, they're no longer enemies with God. Hey, that's reason to rejoice right there. (laughs) I'm not an enemy of God. I am a friend of God. Just like we discussed last week, I am a son of God. I am a child of God but as many as received him, to those he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe upon his name. John chapter one, verse 12. Those who are at peace with God, that means that being at peace means that there was one time a battle. And in verse 10 of this chapter, like I said just a minute ago, you can underline that. The apostle Paul says this. Let me find verse 10. It says, for if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, but we are no longer enemies. We are at peace with Him. And the only way that you can have peace with your enemy is when you throw up that white flag of surrender. Say, I give up, you win, and I'm giving you everything that I have. But now, not only are we justified, not only do we have peace, but now. Those who have experienced grace, the undeserved privilege that God provides, they experience life in a totally different manner. So to have this hope that the Apostle Paul is writing about, to have this hope that we just got through singing about, to have this hope when we look at this little baby in the manger and say, why did he come to this earth? I must be justified declared right with God. I must be at peace with God. I cannot be an enemy of God. I'm on his side. He's on my side. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. But not only that, but I have tasted the grace that comes only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Those three things, when you experience those, you have found true hope. And that hope should be revealed in everything that you do. The first mention of the word hope here by the Apostle Paul is connected with rejoicing. Did you notice that? He said, we have access into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Do you rejoice in the fact that you now have hope through Jesus Christ? Is that something that you get up every morning and say, man, I am still clinging to that hope that this could be the day that Jesus Christ comes back? Does your life and your conduct conduct bring glory to God that is apparent to other people? I mean, just like a little kid on Christmas Eve, are you excited about what God is doing in your life? And your conduct as a Christian does it show to others, does it let others know that we have a hope in something that this world cannot see and this world will not understand? Have you ever met someone you thought was a. Um, have you ever met someone who you thought maybe was the grouchiest person in the world? And then you were surprised to find out later that they were a Christian? <laughs> Man, I would have never guessed it by the way they acted. I would have never guessed it by the words that they spoke. You mean that person really is a Christian? Isn't that surprising sometimes that some people will claim one thing, but they don't rejoice in the hope that comes only through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, you ever meet somebody and say, Yeah, I go to church. I love the Lord. He's my rock, you know. I just got this joy down in my heart. Can't you feel it? (laughs) No, man, look. I've got Jesus in my life. It makes me want to shout. It brings joy like nothing else can. While everything in this world is uh, just rotting away and wasting away and there is no hope found in the news that you watch, The places you go, the things that you see, the way this culture is going, man, I can read my Bible and say, this is the hope that I have. And I have a reason to rejoice. I have a reason to put a smile on my face. I have a reason to face this world each and every day knowing that the Spirit of the Living God lives inside of me. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And it's down in my heart to stay. And if you're a believer too, it should be obvious. The situations that you face, they don't have any control over your life. God is in control, and God is good, and He wants to meet your needs, and He wants to give you a hope that you cannot find anywhere else. Is your hope showing? Do you rejoice in the hope of the glory of God? Do you relish the fact that you're saved, you're washed in the blood of Jesus, your sins have been forgiven? You have been justified and declared right in God's eyes. That should be a hope that shows in your life each and every day. Next, we see somewhat of a progression in verse number three. Paul goes on to say this. He says that not only that, but we glory in tribulations. Now, hold on just a minute, Paul. (laughs) What are you talking about? Didn't you just say I had peace a moment ago? Now you're saying I got tribulations. Those two don't jive together. It doesn't work like that, Paul. But here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And that's exactly what the apostle Paul is saying here. He's saying there's some things that you'll go through that will progress you and make you look more and more like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was in the perfect will of his father when he went to the cross and died. The apostles were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do when they experienced the worst storm of their life on the Sea of Galilee. And just because you're a Christian, just because you're a child of God, it doesn't mean that your life is gonna be a bed of roses from now on. The apostle Paul is saying here, you're gonna have tribulation, but know this, Watch what tribulation does. Tribulation produces perseverance. How am I gonna know that God can solve all of my problems if I don't have problems in my life? Amen? He puts us into situations to show us that he can work it out and he can get us through anything that we face. The Apostle Paul says there's a progression here that every believer that has this hope inside of them will go through. He says glory in those tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Is your hope growing? Is there something inside of you that is progressing each and every day, making you look think and act more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what I said about the New Testament definition of the word hope. It is active and it's faith-filled. It is progressing, it is growing. If you go to Luke chapter two, uh, verse 25, we see a man by the name of Simeon. His faith was growing as he waited for the coming Messiah. He was looking for the consolation of Israel. And when Mary and Joseph came to the temple eight days after Jesus was born, he said, I can die a happy man now because mine eyes have seen the Messiah. But while he was waiting for the Messiah, he didn't just sit by stagnant, he continued to grow in his faith and his anticipation. Simeon didn't just sit around and wait. he continued serving as his faith was growing. If you want to turn to it, Second Peter chapter one, Peter writes about a progression that is somewhat similar to what the Apostle Paul is speaking about here. Second Peter chapter one, beginning in verse five, he says, "But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control." to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't mention the word hope like the apostle Paul does, but he does say that there are some things in your life that should be progressing and growing as you wait for Jesus' return? Is your faith showing? Is your hope growing? Is your life a reflection of what's going on on the inside? And is your life a reflection of the Holy Spirit that lives within you? Next, I wanna ask you this. Is your faith growing? Is it showing? Is your hope inside of you, revealed to others around you? And point number three is your hope found in knowing. Verse number five, he says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Do you know for sure right now that at some point in time the love of God has just been poured out in your heart? That you have been born again not of a natural spirit but of a spiritual nature? Is your hope found in knowing that the Holy Spirit of the living God lives inside of you? Have you experienced the true love of God in your life? So where is your hope found? What are the things that really do bring hope into your life? See, if you know for sure right now where you'll spend eternity at, you have a hope that nobody else can find. If you know for sure that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, then you know that right now he is preparing a place in heaven for you you see, if you're not at peace with God, there is no hope at all to be found. There's no hope if you are uncertain of your eternal destination. You don't have a hope. What does, the, what does Paul mean that the Holy Spirit has been poured out in our hearts? What does that do for us? You see, Jesus was born to bring us hope, a hope for a future. John chapter three, Jesus said that he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. That that gives us hope. He, he didn't come to condemn us. He's not here to judge us. He's not here to condemn us. He's not here to send us to hell. He's not here to make us think that we're a bad person. He said, I didn't come to condemn this world. He said, but I came to give them hope. By saving them. By saving them from their sins. And he also said in John 14 that he was going to prepare a place for us. Now, in order for him to go and prepare a place for us, he had to go to the cross and die. So this little baby that was born in a manger, he came to bring us hope. He didn't come to condemn the world. And he lived a perfect, sinless life so that he could go to heaven and prepare a place for us. And at some point in time, he will come again and receive those who truly belong to him. John 14 says that he's going to prepare a place for us and that he would come again. But when he left, when he died on the cross, when he ascended into heaven, he didn't leave us alone. He didn't leave us hopeless. Our hope didn't leave this earth whenever Jesus ascended into heaven. As a matter of fact, Jesus told his disciples, he says, I must go away so that the helper and the comforter will come and live within you. That's the Holy Spirit that he's talking about, and that's the Holy Spirit that the Apostle Paul is talking about here in Romans chapter five, verse five. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he didn't leave us hopeless, but he sent the Holy Spirit to live within us, to let us know, and to let others know that there is a hope. And that hope creates certain aspects in the life of a believer. Paul also writes in the book of Galatians, the book that we're studying on Sunday nights, we haven't gotten there yet, but in chapter five of the book of Galatians, the apostle Paul writes that the Holy Spirit produces fruits in our lives, aspects, qualities, Characteristics. Knowing that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior means that the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, working out some things that you can't work out on your own. Galatians chapter 5 says that the fruits of the Spirit, or what the Spirit produces in our life, is this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. Those are the qualities that the Holy Spirit works out in our lives. This is where the hope of a believer is found, is knowing that God is going to help us overcome and grow in ways that we can never accomplish on our own. True hope for a believer is knowing that God came in the form of a man. He lived a perfect life, and he lived to reveal the true nature of God. He was nailed to the cross and became the one-time sacrifice for the sins of mankind, and he now lives within the hearts of believers and will soon return to take those who have trusted in him to their eternal rewards. That, my friends, is true hope. It's not in material possessions. It's not in accolades. It's not in things that you accomplish in your life. But true hope is found in what God wants to produce in your life. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, if you want to write that verse down, says this. It says that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope. My friends, that blessed hope, that's what I'm looking for right now. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Is that something that you know is taking place in your life right now? Have you discovered that hope today? So the invitation for you this morning is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to find that peace with God. Don't don't be at enmity with him. Don't be opposed to the things of God. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he reconciles you back to God the way it was intended to be. He helps you to discover a peace that you can never find anywhere else. He helps you discover a joy that you cannot find in anything else. There's no accomplishing your life that will measure up to the joy that is found in having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is no more important decision that you could ever make in your life than accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Say yes to the Lord and say no to the ways of the world. Experience his grace like you never have before. Experience his mercy and his forgiveness. And that mercy and that forgiveness only comes through surrender. By bowing the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, say, God, I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And from now on in my life, what you say goes, I want my hope to be invested in something eternal, not in something temporary. Why don't you make this Christmas a Christmas to remember? Why don't you receive the gift of hope? It only is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, these television commercials these days, they blow me away. They really do play to our emotions and they play to our weaknesses. What are you hoping for today? Some people, man, these commercials, they'll they'll show ladies that are expecting this big old engagement ring. He went to Jared and their hope is all invested in something temporary, something that may or may not last. Or they go out and they see a big bright red bow strapped to a SUV. That is what my hope, no, that is not where your hope is found. And they play these commercials at the worst time. during football games. Guys, I think we need to protest that. <laughs> They're taking advantage of us, they really are. Let me just say this. What if you woke up tomorrow morning Knowing that it was your final day here on this earth. Would you wait until then and say that? That's when I'm going to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is when I want to experience his hope for the first time. Why would you wait? Why wouldn't you make that day today? Why not leave this building knowing for sure that your eternity is secure? and that you can live with the hope of knowing where you'll spend eternity at. The invitation is gonna be a little bit different this morning. Our choir has one more special that they're going to sing. But if you need to make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, these altars are gonna be open. As always, I'll be waiting for you. And if you need to make that decision this morning, this invitation is for you. Can you honestly say right now, that all is well with your soul this morning, that you have found that hope, and that if you die today, you know for sure where you spend eternity at. If you're uncertain, and you wanna know for sure how to spend eternity in heaven, this invitation is for you. The altars are now open. The preceding message was presented by First Baptist Church in Morgan City, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ or about First Baptist Church, including contact info, go to the website www.fbcmc.org. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.